Hi there, Mike Schoep, Adam Krautwurst, getting ready for week three in the NFL 2022. Maybe you, like I have, have mistakenly turned on one of your favorite fantasy football podcasts and maybe lasted 10 minutes before realizing that you were listening to one from a previous season. <laughs> uh, doesn't look good on you. It's happened to me. But uh, throw the year in there just to make sure everybody's on the same page here. Talk about what's ahead this week. There's injuries, maybe not as many as we're used to. We'll go through uh, certain storylines so far, including one position that's gotten roughed up a little bit already in, in, the, in a key way. Mike and Adam here. Thanks for watching on YouTube or listening, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks to Draft Sharks for powering us up. Let's have some fun. This is the Deep End. Will we need to change that graphic because of my new glasses? Oh, I don't. I don't think so. Why would we? No, that different graphic. shape. <laughs> we did that. Oh, the- and, and, and Todd was on. He's like, you know, the glasses really are a thing for you. I'm like, okay. I mean, thank you. That's right. Um, I, I I thought you meant the shark. I, I yeah. yeah. The, no, our our pictures. Maybe. Listen, we could do a new headshot yeah. every year if you want to do that. Come on, <laughs> let's do it. Is that what we should do? I don't know. But these are different. <laughs> They're fun. They're blue. Yes. Uh, all right, let's go. How's your season going? Uh, season is going okay. It's um, Week one was really good. Uh, not as good as your week two, but week one was really good. Um, week two was not good. You know, it's people always talk about um, people who do high stakes or high volume or – a lot in the DFS community, they talk about like that the roller coaster ride and how it's, it's tough to like deal with the emotions of, you know, having a week where you lose a ton of money. Now, now you don't have that generally in, in season long because you wait till the end of the year to lose a ton of money, but um, you st- it still can be a rough ride when you're, you know, when you get injuries and you lose a bunch of games and you're like, man, did I? Is my whole season shot? Did I miss on these guys? All that type of stuff. So I'm having a little bit of that this week, but. All in all, I, I was I was about about five hundred this, this this week. I think it was one game below five hundred. So if if that's going to be a bad week for me, I'll take it. But it just didn't feel right. A lot of Trey Lance, not a lot, but some Trey Lance, some a lot of Jerry Judy, you know, Juju stunk, Pitt stunk. So I have a lot of those guys. So it was just a kind of an unlucky bad bad week for the most part. But uh, hey, this part's part, part of the, if it was week seven, I wouldn't care as much. Cause I'd be more like set on my, like, okay, here's what I'm right and wrong about. But right, right. now I, f- I feel, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know yet. And I, you know, it could go, it could go either way or, or right now. I look at it as I've already lost all the money. Yeah. <laughs> there you, go. you know, like the, the, the money isn't, the money isn't lost week to week. It's lost in front. And then yeah. hopefully you win, you win at the end, but we don't know. That's true. I, I had a week that I've never had before. I've only, only been playing high stakes. Really. This is, year three really year two for the main event yeah some of this stuff and um everything almost everything fell right so oh. i'm going to show you like there it is i uh. i'm not i'm not the type to brag i would never have done this on my own but yes we're, we're a brand you know you're trying to get people to come over subscribe to draft sharks become an insider watch the deep end so maybe this looks like i know something I also thought about how, like, if you're somebody who plays in many more leagues than this, uh, anybody could set them up to look 
you know, right. all their wins. Here's all my wins. So I have the main events on the top, a couple yep. of uh, you know, other kinds, the Rotoviz and the, the Victory Point League, and then the football guys. And if you scroll down, you can see this. Oh, there, is there is so one. Green. There is one. There is one. Of course. And so that's against our friend Nick. Of course it is. And had I gotten the Jefferson catch, I needed to beat Nick. I would have lost oh. my main to Scott Connor with Louie. So it was still better uh, to lose just the one. Right. So, yeah. One point. Things, things went well. Things went well. Stephon yeah. Diggs. In the, the top main, I was down 21 and a half with Diggs against Henry and won by 15. Handily, right. Handily. Yeah, no, listen. Listen, for people who haven't been watching this show that long, uh, Mike, Mike wasn't I, – I, I forced him. I forced his hand to do this. You got to – this is the deep end. We're doing high stakes. Let's show when we go. Plus, it's like, man, it just feels so good. I, you probably haven't slept in two days. You're just riding the high. And good for, good, good for you. And they're high scores, too. It's not like it's – you know, 108 to 99. You, know, you got some 180s in there. You got some a bunch of 170s. Where do you think, like when I'm looking at my score, I feel like if I get if I score over 150, I feel like I should I should get a win. What about you? I asked you that. I remember asking you that last year or the year before. Like, what's a good score? And that's what you said, 150. Yeah. So that's how that's yeah. exactly how I look at it. And there were a couple lucky ones there, but overall good. I mean, those are Pretty solid builds. You're just trying to dodge bullets with injuries. And on some yes. of those teams that are wide receiver heavy, you need an injury or could right. really use one, you know, from certain guys. Has it not been light so far this year? I mean, sure, there are injuries all over the league, and um, there always are. But apart from quarterback, it hasn't been too rough in terms of fantasy, I think. Yeah, I was – I'm actually – Currently texting with Andrew Schellenberg, clutch like Shelly. Uh, we have a main event team together, and he's like, "Man, waivers are gross this week. It's because there's no like injuries. Like there's no big, you know, um, there's no big injuries to really push guys up and down the board uh, to really force your hand on some on, on some stuff. There's, and it's hard. Like the first thing I do when I go to do waivers is before I do anything, I look at the actual roster. I want to get a feel for the roster. Let's look at it. And a lot of teams, it's like I don't. There's nobody that I'm going to really drop. You know, right. at this at this point, there might be a couple like obviously Trey Lance, he's going he's going bye bye. But like, it's hard to like drop people at this point, um, especially if you've got like a bunch of handcuffed running backs. You're not really going to drop them, and so you're looking for a guy that you just have lost all faith in. And there's going to be someone worth we're, we're worth picking up. So, um, especially in these high stakes leagues, like it's just it's very it's been very slim slim pickings. I have seen a few Elijah Mitchells out out there. Um, he's owned in 95% of leagues. So that's though. So that's interesting. Maybe we can talk about him during our free agency time, but he's a guy that I've been putting some, some bids in on, but other than that, it's just, it's just slim, slim pickings this week. You do see teams that make that aggressive play in waivers right away. So there's some separation in terms of dollars remaining in these leagues. And then maybe not Owen two, but Owen three, you know, it's a, it's a different metric. When you have a record like that versus three and zero, oh, yeah, um, you can play it much more conservatively if you're winning, or even go. You're making moves for different players. You're making moves for guys who might not play for another month or more. Like you know that somebody else in a losing record situation can't afford to do that. So the strategy will vary. Week one strategy is pretty much all the same, apart from your roster construction. You're all going for, and it's funny how many of those guys there are. You know, like one, two weeks into the season, there are names that like Sterling Shepard was somebody that 
I don't know, we'd ever talked about, never heard about, really forgot about maybe right. as, a, as a community. And like, okay, he's ready to play, fine. And then the Giants show up and Tony's not on the field. Galladay's not doing anything. And you, you get a 65-yard touchdown pass to Shepard the first week. Should have had another one yeah. last week. Like, okay, Wandell gets hurt. So maybe that's something. And that's a guy that's been in the league for years. Curtis Samuel is a like a plus version of that, I think. It's, it's yeah. funny with all, all the coverage and commentary and everything, there are still guys that we generally almost all of us forget about. Yeah. I mean, and, and people are always saying like, Oh, you know, you should have taken this guy with your last pick and your last pick. Like I only have one last pick in every draft. I can't take <laughs> every single guy uh, in the last round. So, you know, everyone had their maybe three to four go-to go-to players. And then, um, and we'll probably talk about one of your, one of your guys was one of these San Francisco running backs. You were always, uh, you were at the end of the preseason kind of pushing for, uh, we'll probably talk about him in the free agency period, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, I'm ready to get paid off on Jordan Mason. Like, yeah, you know, with the injury to Mitchell and then Davis Price, like maybe actually, why is he on the team? I mean, you, you kept an undrafted running back on the team where you have all these other ones and he's active, but you're not using him. Like, well, what's the point of that? So hopefully that's not a, a bad sign. I don't think it's a bad sign. I mean, the, what's the point of, to me, if, if, if this is the thought process, what's the point of that? It's, well, we don't need to risk another injury. Like, let's just let him sit over here. If there's an injury, we'll put him in. Like, why why run them out there when we don't need three guys running during during a well, game? So right, but usually teams will have well not Cor- I don't know always, but they'll have another position group they want to be a little deeper at than, than sure. running back. Yeah, um, but not the, know, not, well, the, well, the, the the Niners lose a starting running back three or four times a year, so I think they're just kind of used to it. You know, I was going to ask, and this is if anyone is watching who who has any take on this at all or, or whatever watches it later. Is there certain – I was going to ask Jay Moyer, maybe some film guys. Is there certain running schemes that are more likely to get running backs injured? Because I feel like it's the same – it's the Ravens, it's the Niners. It's like the same teams that just roll through, you know, five, six running backs a year, it feels, if it feels like. And well, then you get other teams that never lose running backs. It's it's it's. I feel like it's kind of weird. This is not a good answer, but the two teams you mentioned are teams that – really are about running the ball sure that's so true. maybe there's a volume point there yeah. I, I don't think so baltimore right now cannot get two yards right rush. Like it's just well, it's well, just their terrible are horrific but i know yeah. but it's not supposed to matter yeah well I mean, it's open a point. hole and, yeah, and throw right. Kenyon drake in there and he, he can't get more than a yard <laughs> i mean how, how with lamar jackson right in the mix too you know fakes yep. and read options and things it's it's been bad yeah. Maybe they get Dobbins back this week. Practicing in full, that's been a little bit mysterious. I know. So um, weird. He is not going to be available. You talk about San Francisco. Trey Lance, I mean, that's the biggest injury so far. All those summer drafts, one, in, of course, uh, one part of the strategy is quarterback. You have the top guys, let me say six. I feel like I would say, maybe many would say, there was a line after six. Yep. Murray or Allen. Herbert, Mahomes, Jackson, Murray, and Hertz. And so, you know, sliding scale, those that group of six is overall doing great. I mean, yeah. You're you're happy. It was a expensive price for Allen and then on down. You're happy, especially Hertz right now. Like you're loving it. Yeah. After that, though, Adam, I mean, Lance has wrecked. So has Prescott. Brady, nothing. Russell Wilson, who knows? Right. on down to fields I mean, fields is still live but nothing Ugh. they're not throwing the ball at all 
even like Burrow's okay. This was a fine strategy to play quarterback in this range. I mean, you're trying to stack and do different things. It made a lot of sense to do this. And those were guys who all had a pretty high ceiling, but this quarterback range has taken a beating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it absolutely has. And that was, that was one of the things where like, if you were playing in these tournaments and you were playing, you know, we talked about it all summer. If you're playing in, in these tournaments, you want to take one of these top six guys, maybe not the first one, probably not the first one, but you want to get one of these top six guys because you want these, the ones who can smash down the three week stretch and you also, but you know, it's even going even further. It's the regular season. Now they're, they're, they're separating themselves from, from the rest of the pack. You get these guys like Joe Burrow. It's all these quarterbacks that can't move, right? When they have a bad game, they can't save it with their legs. Look at Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray didn't play well on Sunday, but you know what? He could stand back there for 24 seconds and then run it in for, for, for a touchdown because he's Kyler Murray. He's a magician like that. That's why, you're drafting guys like that, you know. So you get these Kirk Cousins, these Joe Burrows, Stafford, Russell Wilson can't move like he used to, you know. You guys like that, where man, if they're having a bad day and they can't make up for it with, with, with their legs, so their their floor is so low, you know. But and then like you said, the, the injuries that, that we've had so far. So I think um, the you know the, the strategy of taking one of those top six QBs is really. Uh, really elevated teams, I think, this year. The big week from Lamar Jackson. Now, you had the big week from Tua, but honestly, how many people even started Tua uh, for that for that game? So he was probably better in best ball. But, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. I feel super comfy when I look at my rosters and I've got one quarterback and it's Lamar Jackson or one quarterback and it's, um, you know, Kyler Murray. Uh, I feel I feel I feel great, and when I look at my match, I'm like, man, I'm probably going to beat this other guy's quarterback by 15 points. So, um, yeah, no, it feels it feels it feels good. In best ball, you can of course have Lance yeah. and Tua, Carson Wentz, Goff. I mean, those guys are upright. No, you're not starting them in one quarterback leagues. You are now if you had Lance or Prescott. So, I mean, in, in most redraft leagues, you might not even have a backup quarterback, and now you're out there. I mean, yes, with Tua and Wentz and Goff. But it's just like sort of the tight end conversation. You have to pick the right one because your odds, are, your odds are not great down there. I mean, if you think Marcus Mariota can put up 20 points a week or Wentz or somebody, you know, fine, you might be right. But you want to stream there. I've got a, a couple teams like that where we're, we're picking between Mariota, Wentz, Goff, Daniel Jones, yep. uh, and these guys, and you just have Matt Ryan, right? You just have to cross your fingers. Yeah. In a given week, it should be right. And that is what tight end is all about when you don't draft the It's the same thing. Yes. You know, you, you can draft Kelsey and Andrews, plug and play. You know, it's a it's a pricey pick, but you do that. You don't worry about it. If you get past like 10, then every week is like this. I hope this is the Friar Muth week. I hope this is the Hayden Hurst week. Right. And you, you just um, it's tough to to win in the long run that way. Yes. Um, in, in best ball. We all have at least two on those best ball teams, if not three. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully you got lucky there. By the way, on best ball, do you check? So underdog, all these best ball mania and whatever. Are you checking the standings? How often? So my rule of thumb, generally how I am, is I'm in so many lineup setting leagues. I don't even have time to think about the the, the best ball ones. I kind of just leave it be. Um, and I'll go at the end of the, towards the end of the year and just kind of open it up. Like it's a, like it's a, you know, a Christmas present, like, Hey, let's see if I have any teams that are in the mix for a bunch of money. But I found myself like, <laughs> this is, 
you know, this is this is the deep end. We're just gonna get vulnerable. When I have a bad week, <laughs> when we have a bad when I have a bad week in high stakes, I'm like, you know, let me just take a sneak peek at some of these best ball teams. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm gonna find some joy in in something over here. And I did have one um ffpc best ball team that scored over 200 and is in first place by a mile after two weeks so that was nice to see but in rule of thought me generally i'm not i'm not checking my best ball teams until the end of the year maybe five six weeks left every day uh, every day now pick, speaking of checking the standings are you checking the standings i do look at is are you looking at like main event overall standings because i have three it's, it's bad of a week that i had I have three teams in the top 250 or 240 in the main the main event. So I'm like, okay, well, I got a couple of teams that are doing really, really well. Um, how much do you care right now about the about about the? I, I would love to care about that, but I'm not going to put the screen back up. I didn't really have anybody that exciting in terms okay. of the over overall rankings. In best yep. ball, we do. In fact, you know, Louis G. I have a partner, Adam Kelly, in the Superflex best ball. We're in sixth. Wow. I looked at it I'm like, wow, six. That's the highest I've ever seen myself in anything. Louis in fifth. <laughs> Just rubbing it in your face. I love it. Yeah. But like underdog, I've checked. Oh, yeah. The first week I forgot about it. And then I got the adrenaline at the end of Sunday night or Monday night. Like, oh, yeah. Let me see how. And it, underdog is amazing. Like they show you yeah. your winnings. Yes, up to the, the winnings. Up to the second. It's so, yep. so great. That's crazy. Um, so I have like a tote board going in my mind or sort of a. You know, yep. I'm just checking it pretty much it. is kind of every day. It's habitual. I love it. Okay. So week three, fab 10 o'clock, hey buddy, uh, 10 o'clock deadline at, at FFPC and other sites or 11. Uh, first guy, we've talked about how it's relatively slim. First guy for you that you're either, you know, really pounding going after tonight, or you're just sort of curious because you think maybe other people will be. Yeah, you know, I got through the first couple leagues. You know, I generally start Tuesday morning, just kind of going through, and it just like every league. It was the I was looking at the same kind of garbage every, and I'm like, you know, I, do I want to do I want to pick do I want to drop this handcuff or that handcuff? And you know, you've got the you know the backups in Tennessee, and you've got the backups in uh, for for the Cardinals. Um, one guy that kind of did um, jump out to me that I saw uh, twice was Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. And we talked a little bit about mm. him earlier. He's a guy that kind of, Ooh, that could, that, that'll make me uh, spend, spend a little bit of fab. The way I look at it is for a guy like him, I would chase him a little bit because he's going to be back eventually. You know, they're talking what, eight, eight weeks, let's yeah. say hope what 10 weeks at this point, if you're going to bid on him, you don't care if it's eight, nine, 10, let's get him back fully, fully healthy. You know, if all he's dealing with is, you know, what's there, what's there now, I think, He's a guy that during playoff time, we got Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. Now we don't have to worry about Trey Lance's running. I think Garoppolo is a, is a, a big, not a big, but uh, a big floor boost to all of the weapons there. So I think, you know, he's not going to be running and he'll be handing the ball off. And if Mitchell gets that job back, if they really like him that much and he gets the job back, he could be uh, very important come, come playoff time. So he's a guy that if he's on my waivers, I am looking hard uh, to see what my team looks like. Can I afford to put to put a, a decent bid in on him? So that's a guy that I would certainly be looking at. And then also in the same vein, J- Jordan Mason for whatever, if he's available. He's not available in any of the FFPC leagues I'm in. He's available. I think I saw him in an FFWC um, and stuff like that. Um, so Jordan Mason's another another guy. Any Anytime you get a running back that's an injury away, especially in a run-heavy offense, 
um, he's certainly a guy we're, we're worth adding. Right now, he so far is somebody that I picked, like in the potathon. I picked him in the last round of that that thing, and people are like, "Ooh, who's yeah. that?" Like they take an interest or the bare knuckle or whatever. And then, like so far, it's only sort of like street cred, but it's no points at all. You know who's interesting like that is Pacheco. Yeah, because Pacheco went to the mid rounds or higher, and like I don't know. Uh, you're ever going to start Pacheco like without an injury or is what will have to happen there. That's what a lot of those running backs we're talking about are. They need an injury and that's why you want them because those injuries happen, but teams are spreading out carries more. They're more conscious of injuries than ever. It's just been gradual. And so the odds come down. And then on the other side of that is the upside. If there's, you're talking about three or even four running backs in a committee the upside is limited because like take Antonio Gibson, if Antonio Gibson or Robinson may move in anyway, when he's healthy, but Gibson goes down, McKissick is probably still third downs. Like the upside isn't right. really that great either. Right. So I wonder if next year wide receivers in terms of like the first round or the first two rounds this year are the story versus running backs. But I think there's like a sort of a hidden development here where you might end up wanting to pick a running back earlier than uh, before because of this committee part that mitigates yeah. injuries. It might anyway, and um, we could end up in a different place, but let's not rush the next year. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, the, the committee thing is a good point, but even I, I think it just depends on, on the team. Like Jeff Wilson got what 18 carries and TDP who's now hurt high ankle sprain uh, 16 carries. Like, I just feel like teams like that, man, you just want a roster that, 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 that was the Jordan Mason thing, right? He's RB four. But here we are, week two, going into week three, and he's right there. You know, it's like I, I, I never drop running backs from teams like this. Um, I, I'm always adding running backs, especially from teams a little like this. Like, like you said, you brought up the Ravens are a good one. Them. Um, so it's just, uh, you know, Seattle's another team that you know they're always going to try to run the ball. But um, yeah, no, it's it's it's. And it can be a little scary looking looking at the roster because you know if you have a hero RB or a zero RB team and you're looking, you're two weeks in, like man, like you're starting to get nervous. Like man, my depth is not good. Like once bye weeks hit, if there's not injuries to the starting running backs that I've rostered the backups, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, so it can get a little nerve wracking. But hey, uh, what the top team in the FFPC right now in the main event is a zero RB build. I think even in the best ball tournament it might be a zero RB build too. So. Uh, you just kind of got to live on the edge there, but also, um, also you got to care about a team's record. You can take, take the Tennessee Titans at this point. Oh, and two with Derrick Henry, like the contract matters. He's got a high profile, you know, status with the fan base and the team uh, or the organization, but you can get into a season here and you're kind of out of it. If they switch quarterbacks, what will all that mean? A running back season can really get lost. Yes. Could happen with Najee Harris could happen with, with Derrick Henry. It's not happening with Joe Mixon, uh, even though they've lost two games. Mixon is really – he's playing more of the full role. And that yeah. makes – that's another team where you wanted maybe to have one of the other two potential handcuffs, P. Ryan or uh, Chris Evans, but tough to know which one. And because of Mixon's usage so far, that's a team where if I need to find a cut or I really want to, those guys have um, – often been or a few times anyway been where I settled. Yeah. So um another another group of guys that we're looking at this week is maybe the Cardinals running back. So you got Connor who's who's hurt. 
The problem with, again, the reason why I wasn't really drafting a lot of these guys is I don't think, um, you know, if Connor doesn't play this week, I don't think Daryl Williams or Eno Benjamin is getting, you know, 70% of the, of the touches. I think they'll split it, you know, based on down in distance, based on uh, how, how, how the game's going. So, you know, if you have Connor and you don't have a ton of running backs behind him, you're certainly going to want to put bids in on, on these guys, see if you can grab them and maybe start them if, if, if you have to. But I certainly would not feel comfortable like I would um, if I, if I lost, you know, if I had Jalen Warren and the starter there went, you know, went all went down, I would feel much, much better because, because of the, because of the scheme that the Steelers run where they're just going to give it to the back, the next, next man up, so to speak. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think the, the Cardinals running backs are worth a bid. Darrell Williams, you know, Benjamin, um, I would probably bid more on Jordan Mason than I would on them. Because again, I think it's next man up. And even last week, the Niners had two running backs over 15 carries. So the Mason might Mason might get 15 carries this week for all we know. So, um, and then the, the, another running back I was looking at was Raheem Moster, not yes. available, not available in most high stakes leagues, but it's amazing how the difference a week makes. Everyone was, everyone was uh, kind of victory lapping chase Edmonds as a zero RB uh, kind of, you know, perfect pick. For zero RB, and then the very next week, it's like, oh, never mind. Moster might be the starting running back there now, so that's an interesting situation to uh, to kind of keep an eye on. Right. In terms of the high stakes, you won't see Moster too many places, or even Mitchell. But in a lot of leagues, you will. You know, in a lot of less high stakes, you know, you, yeah. you will you will see Moster, and that's a little bit tricky. He's healthy at this point. He's had a tough time with that, but they did show some faith in him in week two and, you know, probably game plan specific. Uh, really, most of us did not see that coming. Another guy like that, you won't almost definitely find him on waivers and FFPC tonight, but Adam Garrett Wilson went, went from forgotten to outstanding. I mean, in week two, he was great. I know. What do you want to do there? Like if, if you had the choice, you know, little, tone it down a little bit from the FFPC stuff. Garrett yeah. Wilson is out there in home leagues. He would be probably a lot. Uh, you want to, you want to go hard there? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm to the point now and, and, you know, Theo Greminger, the, the OG on, uh, uh, on Twitter, he, he's, he's a big, uh, rookie wide receiver guy. He just takes them no matter, no, no matter what. Right. Cause it's just like any, and he had, a, he did a good study on the on last year and the year before on what rookie receivers end up doing. They're better than we think they are. Um, and I know we did it. We're in a dynasty league with him where he just, all he took was rookie receivers this year. Uh, and he built, he built that way. So, so yeah, he's a guy that I, I just want to believe in as far because old, you know, me, maybe even as far back as, or as close as last year would have been like, yeah, I'll, I'll look to add him. But like, am I really going to start him? It was a rookie and a terrible team. Don't think it matters anymore. I mean, look at Elijah Moore last year on the same, on the same team. Elijah Moore was, was great. And he was, he was really, really good. Down the, down the stretch, this guy went to Ohio State. They're all good that, that come out of Ohio State. He was a top 10, top 12 yep. pick. 10. Um, you know, you get a guy like Flacco in there who knows where to go with the football. He get through for over 300 yards or whatever. It's like, you know, Zach Wilson's the only thing that makes me nervous. Like when Wilson comes back, is he going to, you know, is he going to make it make it worse? But um, I think I, I think he's a, he's a really, really good uh, pickup for sure. My only thing is um, – are you going to start him? And I think, I think, I think you can, I think you should start him right I away. Do. Don't, don't wait anymore. You're going to miss out. I did that with Elijah Moore last year. 
is I had him in a couple leagues and I was like, ah, you know, let me, let me wait for an injury to somebody on my actual starting on my fantasy roster. Cause I can't possibly start him over Deandre Hopkins or somebody, you know, Brandon cooks, but it's like, yes, you can and do it now before you lose all those good wide receiver one weeks. You know, that's, I mean, please understand. I'm not making a direct comparison here, but that's what Odell Beckham was like as a rookie Yes, where he was injured. Wilson wasn't injured, but well, maybe he was a little bit. You, you pick, you had to wait on Beckham and he's kind of forgotten about you got him like, wow, could this be for real? Then you had the, the one handed catch against Dallas and you know, there was no turning back. He didn't have a good quarterback either. Uh, a little bit of, I mean, just want to slip that in a little bit of name dropping. You and I play in a dynasty league with Mike Leone here in Western New York. And he did that in our startup last year for empire Niagara, you know, just chase and rookie receivers, especially if you start three, yeah. You know, Rotoviz leagues where you start like you, you just F, uh, NFFC, just so such a good argument. And on WGR, where I work every afternoon hosting sports talk, show up in the Bulldog, we talked to Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus today, and I brought up sort of the, the value of the great wide receiver. You have the, the Diggs show on Monday night, Tyree Kill for Miami. You know, if you had a team, how would you build it? Would you pay wide receivers? You know, and we went on for a while about that. He's like, this is made many good points. And then he threw in one thing to remember, too, with as many colleges that are playing a, a pass first, three wide receivers, spread offense, these kinds of things. You just have more players. You have more wide receivers who yeah. are coming into the NFL or eligible for the NFL and sort of the strength in numbers there. We have a year this year already where it looks great. I uh, can't yeah. wait for Jamison Williams to get out there and, and take I his know. turn. But every even Dotson, like everybody else is uh, is looking good. Burks, I think, will get there. Yeah, and Burks looked good. I was at the game Monday night. Burks looked good. He looks he's so big. I mean, you don't even realize how big he is until he's like eight. People said, hey, he's, he's A.J. Brown. He, I've been telling you, he's big, he's strong, he's fast. His team stinks, and they don't throw throw the ball. But Burks is fine. Burks is going to be good. Um, yeah, and it's like starting these rookie receivers, you don't want to wait too long because – because they're going to go off. Odell Beckham's a great, a great point from a couple from a couple of years ago. Yeah, get these guys in starting lines. But I think as far as NFL teams are concerned, I think it depends on what what team you are, right? Like if you are, and I'm only using this as an example because it's kind of the hot topic of the week. But if you're Miami and you have Tua, like yeah, Waddle and Hill, sure, absolutely. But then you've got like like yeah, surround him with talent at receiver. Um, but then you got like the Bills, like they lose Gabe. They, all right, here's Jake Kumro. You know, here's uh, you know. Jamison Crowder. Here's the backup fullback. Here's the tight backup tight end. Like it doesn't matter. So I think if you have an elite, like elite quarterback, I don't think it's necessary to have all those weapons. But if you've got someone like Jameis Winston, yeah, give him, give him a lave, give him Michael Thomas, give him um, a couple other pieces there. I would like to, I wish, man, I wish I had like a decent tight end there other than Taysom Hill. But, um, but yeah, like, I think, I think it depends on what your rosters look like. And Hey, it was always for years. Like, go get a franchise quarterback, go get a franchise quarterback. Well, if you don't have a franchise quarterback, some teams just, you know what, we're going to get everything else. And then we're just going to hopefully later trade for him or we're going to try to find him later or, or whatever. So uh, I think it can work either, either way. I'm bidding on Jawan Johnson in places tonight. There, there you go. He's got the metrics. He's good. He's their tight end. I, I dumped Troutman. Taysom yeah. Hill is barely on the field. I still like him too. I want him on my good teams. I know. Because there's the quarterback possibility, you know, rushes, red zone. I mean, I feel like you can do worse. So many tight ends have that zero floor, you know, where you just, even Albert O uh, this what week. What was that just, all about? He, he's Why? on the field, Russell Wilson, everything, but just zero. 
So, I mean, I, I like having Taysom Hill on those rosters. Who knows if you'll ever want to start him, but you could. Uh, one more receiver to talk about before we move on. Cole Beasley at yeah, in Tampa. Um, what do you think here? Does that stick? Does he – I mean, I think he probably there's a pretty good chance he plays this week uh, for Tampa against Green Bay, assuming he's past his physical and he's in good enough shape to do that. No – Evans, no Godwin, probably maybe no Julio Jones. I mean, they're going to need guys. And it's crazy. Bulldog today on WGR said, I asked him if I asked him this question, like, you think Beasley sticks there? Because he was on the Bills, of course. And he's like, he is just Tom Brady's type. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's going to run five yards, turn around, and the ball's going to be there. And Tampa needs that. Tampa, Tampa needs that. Yeah, and 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 they have to. I don't think he's he's anything this week, only because. For the type of receiver he is, and the reason why Tom loves these types of, uh, of receivers, it th- they run a lot of option routes, right? Like, hey, you're read the defense, I'm gonna read the defense, and you're gonna make one cut, and I'm gonna put put it there. Beasley's that type that type of guy, but you know, Tom Brady has Wednesdays off, right? Like, how 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 much rapport? I mean, how much are they gonna be able to work together in the next three days before they have to play on Sunday and really build that chemistry? So this week. I mean, if you're starting Cole Beasley, you're in huge trouble anyways. But uh, as far as free agent pickups, I think he's worth a pickup. I think Brady wanted him, uh, was recruiting him a little slightly before. And I think, um, you know, I think he's a guy that that could certainly stick. And I think, you know, what, when they get all, all the receivers back, you know, I think I think he finds a spot. Maybe they move Godwin outside. He's worth picking up. He's worth k- kicking the tires on. Wait a week. And um, and then maybe you slide him into your lineup when Mike Evans is back. But um, I think he can play a little, still play a little bit. I mean, he's older; he's like thirty three. But you know, he had a broken like leg all last year. Um, but even then, he was still you know he was he was successful. He could you know there's there there's a spot for him on, on your roster. I think so too. Um, and no, I, I don't want to start him in any of this stuff this week. But I would expect him to be active, and you can see, and really like. We've been through this with Scott Miller and Perryman. Yeah. And, you know, that, that crowd. So, yeah, yeah. But none of those guys, like Miller, even though he's like the same build, like the little, the little white slot guy, he doesn't, he's a speedster. He's not even, he's not a, he's not no. really a slot, a slot guy. So I just, I just mean there's nothing really reliable there. Right. Who even right. knows no, from Gage? It. Like last week could have been a game where Gage yes. opened up. No Evans eventually with the ejection and Godwin just didn't really happen. It was okay, mm-hmm. but. A right. loss if you started him. I did in a few places. I started him over CD Lamb last week. You know, I have a league where I start where um I bench CD Lamb. It wasn't for Russell Gage, but it was uh <laughs> it was you know, but it was um one of these, you know, zero RB builds where I have six good receivers. So I could certainly see that. But now, hey, listen, if he's gonna if they're gonna be slinging the ball around a little like that, and now you got Schultz that's hurt, I mean, <laughs> you might get 15 targets a game. Yeah, Rush came through there. Was it seven for seventy-five? Uh, yes. For Lamb, yep. you take that. Given Fine. The yeah. Expectations after um, week one. By the way, yeah. Dynasty had a couple good conversations about this today. Who would you rather have, CD Lamb or Amon Ross St. Brown? I mean, I gonna, I'm just gonna say it. I'm Amon Ross St. Brown. Agree. It's just, I it, it makes me want to vomit to say that, but it's true. It's true. I mean. They just love, he's he's perfect for what they what they want to do over there. Eight games in a row. I know. Six last year, two this year with double digit targets, 
eight touchdowns in those eight games. Lamb, 34 games for his career, eight games with double-digit targets, two touchdowns in those games. I know there's a lot more to say about that. Right. Zeke, Cooper, you know, bad quarterbacks the first year when Prescott got hurt. There's a lot more to it. But one guy's on the Lions, and that's happening. He's kind of already just destroyed Hawkinson. I mean, Hawkinson is what right now? Um, Chark had a zero in week two after some promise in week one. Jamison Williams will get there, but what do they say? The guys who command those targets, that sticks. Yes. And this, this guy is doing that, you know, against good teams last year, this year, fine. Philadelphia, like Jefferson couldn't get off against Philadelphia. St. Brown did. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy to watch. It's crazy to watch. I mean, he's running <laughs> these re- guy runs a reverse and it's just, no one sees it coming 65 yard. Like cause everything they do is just, is just geared around him and it, and it all works. Like Jared Goff somehow, you know, couldn't get out of his own way uh, under Sean McVay and over here. Now, again, Jared Goff's a, a, a QB two in fantasy, but like everything is to is to Amon Ra, which is just it's just wild. But and I feel like CD Lamb, and I love 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 CD Lamb. I get CD Lamb is more talented than Amon Ra, I think. But I feel like he's got like a little Sammy Watkins in him, where it's just like it's ever gonna like completely click. There's always gonna be an excuse. There's always gonna be a whatever. You know, like uh, CD Lamb's obviously had a better career so far than Sammy had, but uh, I feel I just I get the I get the, I get those vibes where there's always something off, you know, where he's never going to hit that potential. Lamb twenty three, still very young. St. Brown twenty two. Yep. One more. So we did the two potathons uh, toward the end of the draft season. One was for the football guys players championship, the FF the FPC at FFPC. Matt Schauf joined us for the 1130 draft. Was it 1130 or 1030? Something something like that. Super late. And Matt's so good. I'm in fishbowl with him. And he and I are facing off this week. And so let's take a look at that. Oh. I'm going to get you those. Uh, now he, I, I mentioned this, or maybe you did. I'm not sure. On Twitter today, getting ready for the show and show versus Schauf. Yeah. Say it three, three times fast. Yeah. There you go. Uh, he said, you better hope Lamar Jackson doesn't play. Yeah, he and said that. Shout Matt, he, Matt he said did. that. I do not hope Lamar Jackson doesn't play, but I think he's right, actually, uh, when it comes to this matchup. Right. That's right. Um, break it down for us. So Lamar versus Hurts is, is, is a wash. Hall versus Connor. If Connor plays, it's, it, it's, it's clearly Connor. Jacobs Pierce is a wash. Higgins Brown, I think. Who? Actually, I wish I knew who they, who, who they, they played. It's up there. It's up there. Trying to trying to see. It's up there. Oh yeah, New England. Oh yeah, sorry. Where are we at? Higgins, Jets, uh, Brown. I I like AJ Browning. It's Washington. Um, I don't I don't like Higgins against Sauce Gardner. Although Jamar Chase might get Sauce Gardner. Man, Jefferson against Detroit. Bateman against New England. Give me Jefferson for sure. Uh, Andrews versus Kelsey. <laughs> Look at these monster squads. Andrews versus New England. Kelsey versus Indy. Give me Kelsey coming off ten days rest. Dotson versus Henderson. Oh my gosh. Wash. Alave versus Waddle. Waddle. Uh, and then who cares about Baltimore against New England and Cleveland against Pittsburgh. Wash. Who's hiding down here? Who's Gabe Davis is hiding for me down oh, here. Oh, baby. Penny. I, I like Penny this week, actually. I, I might. I mean, it's not going to be 
huge workload probably they used four guys now really yeah. smart roster yeah. management but you know this waiver still to come those monsters waivers no you guys are picking up anyone and putting them into these lineups monster monster squads what are your thought what's your thought on Bree on the Brees hall jets situation eight I, freaking touches or whatever i'm glad you brought up Brees hall when we we're talking about matt um i'm okay yeah that's right that's right <laughs> I, i'm okay i think it looks for what you spent in the draft it's really good for carter you know you're hoping for an opening with these running backs when you're drafting guys that late and you don't really have it yet in terms of hall not being there but carter's been Carter is startable in these flex positions, I think, uh, so far. And Hall will get there. I mean, I, I feel like he's super good, and they'll they'll get to they'll get to Brees Hall. He, they're throwing the ball to him a little bit, especially week one. And I mean, they won a game, thirty-one points, sixty passes against Baltimore. They're leading the league in passes so far, and they've shown I think both these running backs can be a part of that. So. It's not quite to give start all the Jets. I mean, we're not, we're not there yet. Right, right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not looking to start Brees Hall. Maybe it ends up with Penny going in there instead. But um, I think you can. Yeah, I mean, he's got that nine, eight, nine catch for potential. I mean, he already he already did it once, you know. But for it's the thing with Brees Hall, man. If 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 he gets that backfield to, to himself. Uh, if Michael Carter goes down, even for a week, Brees Hall could absolutely smash. You know, he's just so good. And uh, But, hey, competent coaching. So that's, that's, that's all we're asking for. Interesting spot, Cincinnati at the Jets. The Jets beat them last year. Yes. With, with uh, Wilson. And now the Bengals at 0-2, losing Oof. to Trubisky and Cooper Rush, go to face Joe Flacco and the Su- Jets. Super Bowl hangover. For, for everyone, for swaggy Joe Burrow, who just deleted his Twitter account or Instagram or something because he can't he can't take the heat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't lose this one, Bengals. That's right. right. That's right. Good luck tonight out there in the in the waivers world. Um, the fab streets. Know, the fab streets. Root fab. Let us know how it goes. We'll be doing Wednesdays here. Uh, might have to bounce around a little bit, maybe even 830 in the coming weeks. Because uh, you know, both trying to help raise a family and all kinds of stuff going on. So, uh, but it is an interesting night to sort of dig into fantasy. You you try to balance. I don't know if I'm saying too much. You try to balance when it's best to be on with like who else is on, and yeah, you know, also what fits into your your life schedule. Uh, But we'll do we'll do some Wednesdays here going forward this uh, this fall. Yeah, I like doing Wednesdays. It's Fab Fab Night, and it's also kind of the transition from one week to the next everyone's kind of listened to all the recap pods and now the preview pods are going to be coming out tomorrow and and we're kind of in the middle there we get the, we get the fab we get the little look back look forward and uh i love it good luck everybody thanks for being a part of our show the deep end mike shope adam crotworst follow at deep end ff1 on twitter and we'll see you next week see you guys